Vikings heading to London tonight to play the New Orleans Saints. We are all in on Vikings Saints mode now here on the Locked on Vikings podcast. And you know what that means. Crossover Thursday with Locked on Saints. Me and Ross Jackson. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome Vikings fans, welcome Saints fans to Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Vikings and Locked On Saints podcast. Talking to a guy I just, I never get to talk to anymore. It's not <laughs> no, like we, we do a podcast to together. We never get to talk <laughs> specifically on Monday nights after Monday night football. It's Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. You can catch us on uh, Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast as well. This is definitely going to be my favorite crossover of the year. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm glad oh, yeah. to be here with you to be able to knock this out. So Vikings well, because Saints, we get to do it like kind of overseas-ish. Overseas-ish. Yes, it is a <laughs> London game. Vikings Saints in London. One of the premier events of the season for both teams, probably. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. they make a huge deal out of this going overseas, international audience and all of that you are in london we speak mm-hmm. i will be soon um that's very fun and what's also yeah. fun is your trip to london started way earlier and i am leaving yeah. way later which mirrors our respective teams and this is one of yep. the most interesting things that this came to me the saints left sunday night after their game um against the carolina panthers and the Vikings aren't leaving until Thursday night. They will have been in London for like 36 hours when they play. Whole big deal made out of it in the in Vikings media about like the sports science of that, the sleep science of that, and how a shorter trip is preferable to a longer one. Is um, Tyler Williams, I think his name is, is our head like athletic one of our head athletic guys, and he basically insists he's done a bunch of these London trips. He insists that short is better. The Vi- the Saints seem to disagree. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by this. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I mean, the the New Orleans Saints are a team that, you know, they're undefeated overseas and every single time this is what they've done. They've they've gone out early on mm. um in the week like right after the previous week's game or a day or two after the previous week's game and then have kind of had the longer trip leading up to the matchup. And so that's worked for them. You know, what is better or worse in terms of like a sports science stuff, uh, you know, that's 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 going to be kind of you know, based upon, you know, whatever works for each team, I guess. But for the conversation. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like the the, for the Saints, though, like the longer trip has proven to be more beneficial for them in the past. So I don't blame or I'm not surprised to see Dennis Allen sticking with Sean Payton's approach here. Yeah. And also the Vikings are also undefeated overseas, two and oh, less than the Saints. So somebody will experience their first loss. By the way, today's crossover Thursday is brought to you by our friends presented by friends at prize picks. Prize picks is Ton of fun, easy to play. Just pick two to five players and whether they'll get more or less than their prize picks projection. Jameis Winston, more or less than, say, you know, five interceptions. Um, you can get all sorts of <laughs> plays like that and uh, put your thing together. You could make like 10 times your money. And if you go right now, enter promo code locked on at prizepicks.com or you can get the app. Promo code locked on gets you a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So you put in a hundred bucks, you get a hundred more dollars on top of that. Put in 50, get 50 and so on. Um, that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on, uh, or just go to the prize picks app. So other key stories, I guess for this game, um, like the major headlines 
is the Saints offense okay? Or do they is this a cry for help? Do we need to send somebody to their home to check on their what is going on? What is like 12 <laughs> points per game in the last two games? What in the world? New Orleans Saints offense, if you're in trouble, wear a yellow in your next video. Um, yeah, no, it's it's one of those like weird situations. It's like it's like one of those weird situations where like all you know, everyone kind of expected it, myself included, this New Orleans offense to just be like incredible coming into the season. And last year, I mean last week, uh in the loss against the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston threw for more than three hundred passing yards for his first time as a starter for the New Orleans Saints. That actually hadn't happened in his five and two start last year. It hadn't happened uh, over the course of this stuff. So, you know, and he's thrown, you know, forty plus, thirty-five plus times over the course of the past two weeks as well. Saints offense and historically so- good. Yeah, right. And so like it it's so vastly not what anyone expected this New Orleans Saints offense to be. And that is easily the biggest story for the New Orleans Saints going into this game is can the New Orleans Saints find life in their offense. There were some signs of life in it. They had a dagger concept that worked really well, which Luke, you know, is like the basic of all basics when it comes to sure. taking a deep Everybody's shot in that. these kind of right in these like West Coast Air Coriel blend offenses. And so there are some things that have proven to be kind of like the old faithfuls, if you will, like those dagger concepts that have worked for them uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks. But outside of that, not a lot has been able to get going for them. And some of it has been Jameis Winston passing on, you know, um, plays that are right there in front of him, you know, three yards here, five yards there, six yards there in favor of the deeper pass, which is something we didn't see him do last year. Some of it has been kind of game plan, some game plan stuff. Like for instance, the Saints, Six times last week, throwing incompletions on first down and then running on second and 10, never a good formula. So there's some things that just kind of like haven't really gotten going for the Saints at all over on the offensive side, particularly through, I think I'll say eight, nine, 10, 11 quarters, right? And so really the only time that we've seen the Saints offense click is the fourth quarter in the opening game against the Atlanta Falcons. So can they get it going at the beginning and early on and find their rhythm finally uh, here in London against the Minnesota Vikings? We'll see. And so here's what I've been saying. The Vikings defense is in a really weird spot right now. There's a lot of new Mm. going on, a lot of miscommunications. They're busting coverages left and right. They're failing with like zone pass offs and pickups. They're slow on it. Mm -hmm. So there's space. This is absolutely the kind of unit you can have a get right game against. This is the stoppable Mm -hmm. force versus movable object thing that I think will define this game Um, is which one of these units can get its poop in a group. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these units can figure it out? Right. Because as much as James, and you'll have to tell me why James Winston's having these, we'll talk about it soon too, because I, I, there's a matchup thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, can the Vikings actually take advantage of the mistakes that lead to James Winston throwing interceptions? Or will he get away with those things and just be able to throw in soft spots and zones all day like Jared Goff did, like Jalen Hurts did? Um, that the like teams can move the ball against these guys. I think that's the headline of this is which one of these ailing units can figure its business out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned a get right game. The new Orleans Saints absolutely needed. I thought last week in the Carolina Panthers was going to be that get right game. Very clearly was not. Uh, and so they can <laughs> okay. absolutely use that here. I know it was such yeah. a strange one. Like a catastrophic so start. And then you just, yeah. 
Yeah, it did not go well. (laughs) So they're going to be looking for that kind of rebound game here. You know, um, maybe they're going to be the better rested of the two units as well with coming out here a little bit earlier. Uh, Maybe they won't be, depending on the sports science part of it. Yeah, you know, like it'll be really interesting to see. But if they can go ahead and catch a rhythm early, and that'll certainly give them an opportunity to finally be able to build on what we haven't been able to see them build on on the offensive side so far this season. Right. So if you go to bet online, Saints over under for scoring right now is 20.5. So 21 points, three touchdowns, and they would hit that over. Um, the Vikings have given that up in the last two games to the Eagles, who are very good, and then like a Jared Goff and rushing offense. So I, I don't know. Interesting bet. If you want to bet on that or any other sort of prop bet stuff, you can find all that at betonline.net. It's your one stop shop for uh, all things betting on sports. You can bet on that. The line for this game is Vikings by two and a half. So if you think the Saints will win, say, 27-24 or something, go ahead and bet that. Go to Bet Online to find um, odds for everything, baseball playoffs coming up, golf, tennis, whatever else is in season this time of year. We're getting to, like, one of the most high-octane sports months of the year, which is October. Yeah. Um, so go check all of that stuff out at BetOnline.net. You can do player props. You can bet live in the middle of games, build wacky parlays, all sorts of things. Once again, that's betonline.net where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings and or Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. Uh, welcoming in Vikings fans and Saints fans for this crossover Thursday brought to you by prizepicks.com. Let's talk about some key matchups. I alluded to one, Jameis Winston and Harrison Smith. So Harrison oh. Smith had a concussion. He missed uh, the game against the Lions. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. I assume that means he'll be back. So he'll be back, and the Vikings have been using him as a trick safety is the word they use for it, or a poach safety you might have heard. Um, line up on one side of the field, and if there's a deep crosser or something, try to go pick it off. Basically, lurk. Literally, sometimes the word is like lurk. Lie in wait. Wait in the shadows. Try to pick off Jameis Winston. Can Jameis Winston avoid this particular pitfall? Yeah, it's going to be a big one because that's going to be something that they haven't seen so far in terms of a defensive look that will kind of be new for them going into this season um, or, or or throughout this season in the early goings. And so that's going to be a different sort of uh, scheme that the New Orleans Saints offense, Jameis Winston, are going to have to face here. Now, Jameis Winston did not participate in practice on Wednesday, but the expectation is that he will play on Sunday. Head coach Dennis Allen saying that he does not expect there to be any type of like concern about him getting out there keep in mind he's also dealing with four fractures in his back right now he's uh, far removed from an ankle injury and he's still a year less than a year removed from the acl injury that ended his season last year which happened on halloween day so we're not even to that point yet we're not even into october yet and so we will be by the time we get to the game but as of as of this conversation still yeah and so yeah and so for new orleans like if you're seeing a different and a new look like that particularly if the Minnesota Vikings front seven is able to get some pressure on Jameis Winston because the Saints have really, really struggled. And this is kind of the big matchup that I'm watching is kind of the trenches matchup here for the Saints versus that Minnesota Vikings uh, defensive front and really front seven because the Saints have had some struggles identifying blitzes where they're coming from, who the pressure players are, things like that. We've seen a lot of situations to where, um, you know, opposing teams will have two players sugaring a gap, whether it be the A gap or the B gap in between the garden center or between the garden tackle. 
and they'll expect the inside player to be the one that's coming in and bringing the pressure. That player drops back into coverage. Mm-hmm. The offensive line moves on with its reads. The outside player comes in completely untouched and uh, ends up getting right after Jameis Winston. Classic and Jameis comes Zimmer. in. Yeah, yeah. And so if Jameis comes out of that and then tries to get the ball out quickly, which is something that the Saints have really started to do, they started to kind of pick up the pace uh, later in that game against the Carolina Panthers. If they start to do that and he makes a read too quickly or doesn't see Harrison Smith kind of lurking underneath, then that could end up opening up opportunities there for the safe, the veteran safety, who is still so dang good, uh, by the way, like regardless of how long this guy's been in the NFL, he's aging like a fine wine. Uh, and, you know, as they continue to refine sort of his uh, role, it is something that will be unique that James Winston and New Orleans Saints offense haven't seen yet. Um, another big matchup that I'm going to be watching is, of course, going to be Marshawn Lattimore and Justin Jefferson. This yep. is marquee. This is marquee yeah. stuff right here. This is primetime uh, football, right? Yeah. Uh, Marshawn did a phenomenal job against DJ Moore, one of the most, one of the more underrated uh, wide receivers in the NFL. Now, of course, he's got Baker Mayfield throwing to him, so that wasn't doing him much favor uh, at all. But he's also had some good matchups against Kyle Pitts, against Drake London, a really good matchup uh, with Mike Evans in week two until they were both ejected for fighting. I don't think you're going to see any fighting between Marshawn Lattimore and Justin uh, Jefferson. They both seem like pretty even keel people. Uh, <laughs> so I think that the fight between the two of them is really just the back and forth that will happen on the football field. I know Justin Jefferson struggled a little bit uh, here early on in the season, or at least recently. Recently, uh, but you know, I, I expect that they're going to want to. The Minnesota Vikings are going to want to get him involved in this game, and so the battle between he and Marshawn Lattimore should be a lot of fun to watch. So here's what's interesting about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the Vikings will allow that to be a matchup. They don't want that to be a matchup mm-hmm. unless you're going to mm-hmm. shadow. Like if you're in a shadow, go for it. But if the Saints which Marshawn Lattimore signs, doesn't do very often, by the way, he doesn't does he play in the slot often. at all? Because then they'll just line he, up Jefferson in the slot all day and then try to get him to cross over the field and see if he can get him open that way. So it'll be interesting if they start him out wide and then motion him into the slot. If it's man-to-man coverage, then Marshawn will follow him into the slot. But if he comes out in the slot, then it's unlikely they're going to get a matchup between he and Marshawn Lattimore. Like they can scheme him away from Lattimore if they want to. They probably will want to. Um, Mm. That's what they've been trying to do is move Jefferson around the formation, get him on, um, you know, favorable matchups and not necessarily just sit there and be okay with the marquee 1v1. That said... The Lions did shadow. They had, and so mm-hmm. the Saints might see that, and then they see, well, you know, Justin Jefferson got less than fifty yards the last two games, and both these guys have been like kind of playing him really tough physical press and have a safety over the top of him, which will take away just about anybody, um, and essentially leaving everybody else one on one across the board. So you'll have Adam Thielen one on one, KJ Osborne one on one, Irv Smith one on one, and can everybody else on the team keep up with that? Um, mm-hmm. It might not even be Lattimore. You might have, I, who, who's the other corner? Well, if Paulson Adebo is healthy, then you could okay. see him get up there. He was kind of playing a, a bit of a snap count last year, last week. Uh, but then gotcha. Bradley Roby would be the other Bradley guy Roby. to watch there for sure. Yeah. So you might have Bradley Roby playing underneath Justin Jefferson with a safety over top. Marshawn Lattimore mm-hmm. on Adam Thielen. That might be the way the Saints want to play this. But very Belichickian. Um, yep. That... So I, I'll be curious to see how that matches up, but I'm sure we'll get some level of snaps, and I'm sure every time the broadcast will focus right in on it and go, there it is, we got Justin Jefferson on Marshawn Lattimore, watch it. Um, you love to see that kind of thing, right? Elite on elite, yeah. strength on strength. My question for just about every one of these uh, crossovers, how is your mm-hmm. interior pass rush? This is where the Vikings are have been weak for about 14 years now. 
interior pass rush, interior <laughs> pressure. They got a rookie at right guard in Ed Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra Cleveland has been good but inconsistent. Garrett Bradbury's been inconsistent. There is an opening there. Do you have the sort of pass rushing Fletcher Cox type defensive tackle that can come like make some noise? I wouldn't say that they have one that's consistent enough. They have the talent with David Onyemata, who, when he is on, can be one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL, but he hasn't been a disruptive player so far this offseason. And really, the pass rush, which is 32nd in the NFL, according to ESPN's pass rush win rate right now, just atrocious wow. so far. And, 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 and Luke, when I say 32nd, I mean 32nd. I mean, they are last, last, last. Like, their wow. win rate is about close. nine. Well, their their win rate's about 19% in 32nd place. 31st place is the New England Patriots at 30%. It's an 11% oh gap. Yeah, it's bad. It's what is bad, wrong bad. with the Saints? I thought they would it's come rough. out like, I don't think, I had the Saints as like a fringe playoff team going in. Same. Like about where the Vikings were. Like, hey, maybe they can sneak in in a wild card, but the division belongs to someone else. What is going on? Yeah. Is this, is Dennis yeah. Allen bad or is this just new coach stuff? I There's a bunch of different stuff that's going on, and particularly over on the offensive side, but the thing that is most surprising to me is the lack of pass rush. Now, there are a couple of things, right? You went up against Marcus Mariota where you're not really trying to get pressure. You're trying to contain. You went up mm-hmm. against uh, Tom Brady to start where you're not going to blitz. You're not really going to get a lot of pressure because he gets the ball out so quickly. Those things might have impacted the numbers, but Luke, 19% pass rush win rate. That's that's unreal. a different issue. That's a different problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And are they able so, to manufacture pressure with like blitzes and stuff? Because here's the other thing. The Vikings blitz counters are super broken right now. Okay, that might work in the Saints' favor. They saw some signs of life there against the Carolina Panthers last week. Demario Davis, Pete Werner getting into the backfield. JT Gray, safety blitzes getting into the back backfield as well. Marcus May, their starting strong safety, was out for that game. Looks like he might be back for this game. He was off working to the side uh, on Wednesday, so we'll see how he progresses during, during the practice week. But they were able to kind of manufacture a little bit more of a supplemental blitz by adding some of the, or supplemental pass rush by adding some of the blitz uh, looks there and, and different sort of pressure plays and things like that. So maybe they might be able to take advantage of Minnesota's struggles there. But so far, it has been a concern uh, in New Orleans for sure. That's this is fast. This is such a fascinating game because it does feel like it's coming down to the team's weaknesses more than the team's strengths on both sides of the yep. ball. Like, it just feels like the way it matches up, it's who can fix their problems while also going internationally and going across and, like, also get healthy. Like, who can fix problems rather than who can leverage their strengths, which I feel like is rare. Yeah. Yeah, especially for especially for teams that you usually expect to be, uh, you know, playoff teams like these two teams right. here, the Minnesota yeah. Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Like, usually you're or trying to figure it, out, you know? okay, who can... Yeah, yeah, like in the conversation here, who can outstrength who? Whereas instead, yeah. it's like in this game, it's going to simply be about which team makes the least amount of mistakes and capitalizes on the mistakes that are being made by the other team. So we'll see which way yeah. it all goes with it. Um, Luke, speaking of making mistakes, <laughs> we're going to we're going to come back here in just a sec to talk a little bit and, and break down our predictions for how we think this game is going to go and, and kind of recap everything. Uh, and I'm going to go a little bit of a direction that I haven't gone when it comes to the New Orleans oh, Saints here uh, in a little bit. But yes, but uh, first, speaking of making mistakes, I don't know if you've seen some of these like viral videos of these proposals gone wrong, but there are a lot of people who aren't doing this right. 
simply are not doing this right. Proposing on docks and dropping rings within the slats of the dock, and it falls into the literal ocean, which means you're not getting that you're not getting that ring nope. back. Uh, people proposing in like the 600 sections of football stadiums and dropping that ring. Imagine proposing like at an Arsenal game here in London, and like <laughs> dropping the ring in that crowd. Right, just yeah. the end of your world at that point. Yep. So that's why I love uh, our friends over at. Brightco, uh, who give you sort of free custom jewelry insurance, and you can get a nice and easy quote with them. You're not going to find insurance for your watch, for your engagement ring, for any of your prized possessions in jewelry that's cheaper, that's you know faster, and that is more secure than what you're going to find at Brightco. So I highly, highly recommend going over to bright.co uh, slash locked on so that you can check out everything that they have for you over there. You can even watch some of these videos, these like viral videos of people just completely screwing up their proposals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you know, like, proposals are always a little nerve wracking, but if you want to make sure you have the confidence that you need, make sure that you are getting the insurance on the other side, just in case you drop that ring into the ocean. You don't want that to be the case. So head over to bright.co slash locked on today to check out and get your free quote on your jewelry insurance and your price for free. And that's spelled B-R-I-T-E dot co slash locked on, by the way. Important. Not like that word is usually spelled. (laughs) All right. Let's start putting some money where our mouths are. So once again, bet online spread for this one. Vikings by two and a half. Um. Over under is, as I look at it right now, 42 and a half. So that implies something like a 23 to 20 Viking victory. That would be Vegas chalk. Where are you going compared to that? I am going under in this game. Under. I think that this is going to end up being more like a 20 to 10 kind of a situation. Maybe even like a 20 to 15 20 to 14 kind of situation. 20 to 15. And do a weird one. It's London. Yeah, let's do, let's do a weird one. Let's do a scoregami, right? <laughs> 20, yeah. I know 20 to 15 <laughs> won't be a scoregami, but it'll goals. feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like some kind of weird situation here. And and I think the Saints lose their first international game in this one. I, 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 I want to believe in the New Orleans Saints, but based upon what we've seen from them for three weeks, based upon their sort of... Uh, the challenges that they've had and where those challenges are pass rush protection, scoring, finishing drives, in the offensive side, special teams is now even a concern for this team. Punt blocks, I mean, not punt blocks, excuse me, field goal blocks, missing field goals. They missed a the field goal on each of their three games so far this season. Uh, punt coverage is not what it, what it, what you expect it to be. The kick return game isn't doing very well. Injuries all over this team as well. I just, I have a hard time buying in and saying, okay, we're going to see an improvement from this team. I'll believe it when I see it at this point. And for me right now, the New Orleans Saints are not the team that can go to Europe and win when they can't win in their own stadium right now. It can't win in their own division wow. right now, going two or one of two, one and two uh, over their three division games that open up the season. Uh, I, I can't pick the Saints going into this one with, with full confidence. I really can't. You sound exactly like me in uh <laughs> pick your november like slump <laughs> any, <laughs> vikings any are november <laughs> falling below 500 pick a like yeah I, i'll believe it when i yeah. see it i think i say that all the time when the vikings are slumping so i feel you um i 
think there's going to be more scoring in this one. I do think the Saints can figure something out on offense, specifically because the Vikings make a lot of mistakes that make it mm-hmm. so that you don't have to win matchups anymore. They just bust mm-hmm. a coverage, and it doesn't matter who that guy is. You, anybody can streak open on a busted coverage, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say one of my – I have a, a gambling segment for Fridays on Locked mm-hmm. on Vikings, and one of them that I'm going to do is the Saints over on their point total of over 20.5. So I'm going to say the Saints score a little more. I'm going to go over on the total. That said, the Saints do have a lot of mistakes in them. Um, And there is something, they're in quite the funk. I think they can get out of it offensively. But I also think that the Vikings are on the right track. The way that Kevin O'Connell has the the team going, um, the way that they're working, the way that they're improving, they are getting a little better at stuff every week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, problems aren't getting worse. They're not going away because the the problems they have with communication is like pretty big and it's a lot of work to get rid of that. That's not the kind of thing that goes away in one week, but it's improving. And so I can feel a little bit better about expecting, Hey, they're not going to be world beaters all of a sudden, but they can get a little better than they were against Philly against Detroit. And they did. And I think they can get a little better in this one than they did against Detroit. So I don't, it's not going to be a, you know, over 52 kind of game, but I'm going to go something like a 24 28 that was exactly the score screw it yep mm. they're going to get the same exact score two weeks in a row 24 28 uh 28 24 vikings yep <laughs> i like it I vikings like it. cover and the over let's go i'm a homer go. now and that that's the that's that that would be like the I, honestly if the saints lost the game like that 28 to 24 while traveling while dealing with all the injuries, like is Michael Thomas going to play? Is he not going to play? That's something to watch. How is Jameis Winston going to battle through these injuries? That's something to watch. But if they can go out there overseas and score 24 points, even if they lose, I'll feel better about them. It's not unusual to see the Saints start slow in September. That's not that's not fully unusual for them. So like that would at least be some momentum to build on. But you can't take any of these uh, moral victories uh, <laughs> along the way <laughs> when you're dropping games, you know what I mean, and things like that. So uh, fair enough. It, yeah. So here's here's the thing. The Vikings love to lighten the box. They have I think they still lead the league in like lightest boxes, fewest guys mm-hmm. in the box. They will let you run. That's fine because they'll have two safeties on the roof and it makes it harder to pass, but then they screw up the zone coverage so you can pass and you yep. can run. And that's kind of what's been happening um, on defense. So I guess the final question, I guess, and I think it really comes down to this, at least on that side of the ball. Can Jameis Winston throw on zone? Because they live in zone match right now. They very, will only go to man in like certain situations. They live too high, cover six or cover eight, quarter, quarter, half, whatever you want to call it. Um, can Jameis Winston throw on zone? Or does that come down to if Michael Thomas is there or like, will he be able to throw on zone in this one? He has shown that he can in the past. What the New Orleans Saints need to do, and this is what I think they should do going into this game, is stop working high to low and start working low to high. Take what the defense is giving you. And if they start taking what the defense is giving you and they utilize Alvin Kamara a little bit more in the passing game, who's got like 19 receiving yards coming into this game on the season, which is completely un-Alvin Kamara-like. Um, even though he's only played two out of the three games, but still 19 receiving yards is kind of inexcusable with one of the most explosive players in the NFL. So if you start taking what's available to you, you start using, uh, utilizing Michael Thomas closer to the line of scrimmage, start utilizing Jarvis Landry closer to the line of scrimmage, the tight ends, Adam, uh, excuse me, um, Alvin Kamara, close to the line of scrimmage, then yes. But if they keep working high to low, then they're going to continue to run into issues. Gotcha. Do you see that big 
kind of do you see them making that big sweeping change right now with all the offensive issues is now the time I to hit the new sure button hope so <laughs> <laughs> i sure hope so uh that's that uh, to me like that's what they need to do to me that that's the situation that they need to be in so like when we go back and we look at you know the biggest story for these two teams the new orleans saints coming in with you know uh the the longer trip being in london a little bit yes. longer the they're sleep trying thing to get will be their minds right yeah if yeah. one team gets they're, blown out because they came out flat it's all we'll talk about that's it yeah exactly right and so like if if they want to justify the early travel which you know like their past justifies it a little bit but then that means that like them coming in and making an adjustment like that because they had their full sort of three days of practice without interrupting that they should be able to make that kind of big adjustment the next thing is kind of what we discussed in terms of the, the other biggest story for the New Orleans Saints in particular is, are they going to be able to get their offense right? I think working low to high will certainly help them be able to do that, right? And then some of those matchups that we discussed, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 Jameis Winston versus uh, Harrison Smith, being able to take advantage of what the defense is giving you elsewhere, that would certainly, you know, help to lighten all that up. And maybe that helps you get into a situation where the New Orleans Saints defense is able to do enough to kind of, um, you know, get the ball back into your hands so that you can start to chew clock, things like that, work low to high, take what the defense is giving you and all that. But but we have to see them do that. That's the thing is we have to see them do it. Yeah, a, a lot of guys with a lot to prove here yeah. on uh, Viking Saints here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So thank you, Ross. Thank you, Saints fans. Um, Vikings fans, go listen to Locked On Saints. Go listen to Ross. Listen to us on Locked On NFL too. You get this dynamic duo every Tuesday. Dynamic. Uh, dynamic. Yeah. It's dastardly perhaps. Um, <laughs> I like that. Dastardly yeah. duo. Dastardly duo. You get us on locked on NFL. Check out the peak Uncle Williamson show as well. That's another national offering from the locked on podcast network free and available of course on all platforms and your team every day.